Alrighty, folks, welcome into another brand new edition of the 901 Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Lawrence Dockery. Check me out on Twitter at LDoc93. Check out the 901 Soccer Podcast on Twitter at 901 Soccer Pod, and you can check us out on Facebook as well. That's facebook.com slash 901 Soccer. <clears throat> um, uh, I don't really know how to do this recap tonight. Um, we could talk about the game, which was dreadful, I and mean, we'll touch on it. Obviously, um, that's you know that's kind of the whole reason to do this. But obviously, the events or lack thereof in the game were completely and totally overshadowed by the events after the game, uh, when there, for lack of a better word, was um, well, let's just say that the goalkeeper for Charlotte. And the fans for Memphis 9, I want to see behind his goal at the end of the game, were exchanging some unpleasantries. And uh, the Charlotte goalkeeper took it upon himself to make sure that Memphis was aware that he wasn't cool with that. And if not for the intervention of his teammates, he would have jumped up into the stands and fought people. Um, if it had not been for the intervention of Coach Mulqueen, Mark Birch, and Memphis Police, then it would have gotten a lot uglier than it did as several beers and projectiles were thrown from the stands at the Charlotte goalkeeper. And there are uh, statements that I'm going to read out that have been passed along my way. I will try and take everybody through at this moment, at the moment of recording, I will try and take you through all of the information that I have and see what we can kind of figure out and make sure everybody is on the same page. That's really the best way that I can put this right now. Uh, Memphis falls 2-1 to one to Charlotte Independence at AutoZone Park. Um, let's get some of the just the miniatures and the particulars out of the way real quick. The goal for Memphis, uh, well Memphis went down 1-0. Uh, Mark Birch was not only did he lose his man, but he was late stepping, and the man that he lost put in a rebound off of a ridiculous flying um, half volley. Jeff Caldwell made the initial save. Birch was late to step, wasn't tracking his man. 1 0 Charlotte. Memphis came out in the second half, looked much better. Finally earned a penalty, which Brandon Allen dispatched with ease, and that's when the night fell apart in more ways than one. So, in every single close game in soccer ever, when a player makes a penalty to cut it to one, to tie it up, to go up one, whatever, what do we see every single penalty taker do? They immediately run in and try and grab the ball to prevent the goalkeeper from grabbing it from wasting time. And what happens every single time a player runs in and does that? The goalkeeper picks the ball up and wastes more time, and then you have mass confrontation, which is a nightmare to have a nightmare to have to deal with. And what what good came what good could possibly come of it? You get the ball, you run and you set it at midfield, and the other team still takes forever to kick the ball off. That is the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is exactly what played out for Memphis. Uh, Brandon Allen was not happy that he couldn't get the ball. 22 people all ended up right in a scrum in the six-yard box. When all the dust was settled, Brandon Allen got red card, was, caught, was sent off and shown the red card to 
Charlotte players were cautioned and shown yellow cards. Immediately following the restart of play after the kickoff, Charlotte comes down, gets a set piece, goal, 2-1, game over. Memphis doesn't come back from that. Coach McQueen was talking to us after the game. He said, you know, that red card really hurt us because Brandon defends, helps defend on set pieces, and he's off the field, so not only are we a man down, but one of the guys who helps defend set pieces is not there to defend the set piece. Goal. Um, really poor discipline, really poor, um, really disappointed with the lack of composure uh, by Memphis. Uh, Pierre De Silva also got a red card for violent conduct, which as far as I can, this is what we were told in the press box is that Brandon Allen's red card was for violent conduct. And that makes sense given uh, what was going on down there because it wasn't serious foul play. And it may have been foul and abusive language, but I'm guessing in that scenario, everybody's saying you know, foul and abusive things, and if you send one, you got to send them all, and that's not happening. So, um, so Brandon Allen's is going to be violent conduct, which carries more than the one-game suspension, so he is more than likely done for the year. Pierre De Silva, with his ridiculous... I mean, you can rationalize Brandon Allen's red card. He's in the middle trying to get the ball and go back to midfield. Pierre De Silva had just been booked for persistent infringement, which you were able to tell if you watched the referee count, one, two, three, and then show him the yellow. Um, this just was not happy that the goal came. I'm not exactly sure what the deal was, and just turned around and whacked the dude in the throat. Like a foot and a half away from the referee and a foot and a half away from the AR. I mean, that's just stupid. You can't do like you, can, you That can't happen. And I know everybody is unhappy without the referee. I get that. When you have two players sent off and you lose a game, it's going to happen. I have no problem with either of the red cards. I have no problem with any of the cautions that were issued to Memphis's players. I have no problems with any of the cautions that were issued to Charlotte's players. I thought, for the most part, it was a reasonably well-refereed game. The one, the one thing that I will say is that when the Charlotte goalkeeper misplayed the ball, when it's 1-1... This is after Allen has been sent off, and Memphis is trying to find the winner to keep their playoff hopes alive. And Wes Charpy got absolutely clotheslined. I mean, that very well could have been a red card for serious foul play, and it wasn't even a penalty. That I have an issue with. That was bad. Yes, I will give everybody that. That was bad. There's uh, there's no way around that one. That should have been a penalty. That probably should have been a red card. Memphis should have had an opportunity to take the lead, and they didn't. And then uh, after the game, so that's that's the game. That's my thoughts. Uh, poor composure. One, not really sure why there was no urgency for Memphis in the first half, given that your playoff hopes are basically on the line. Um, but uh, one other thing to throw out, attendance for the night, 5,780. Um I'm sad that the season's about over, but I'm also glad that the season's about over because those attendance numbers have been just kind of... They haven't fallen off the cliff, but they have been just kind of sliding down the scale just a little bit every week. So maybe during the off-season, there'll be a chance to kind of reset and everybody will get fired back up for a, a new season. Um, but attendance on uh, against Charlotte, 5,780. Now, this brings us to... The bad time. All right, so after the final whistle, everybody's already unhappy about the way the game was officiated. 
Um, I didn't see any issues between the players for either team on the field after the game. Of course, Coach McQueen made a beeline straight for the referees. Um, I mean, that's I mean that's not the first time we've seen him do that. It won't be the last. No real issues with that there. That's nothing heinous, right? I, I would prefer, as, as a referee, I would prefer that coaches not do that, but that's not, I mean, he's not going to do anything bad. Um, but where everything went sideways is Brandon Miller, the keeper for Charlotte, uh, who, by the way, had already been flipping off flipping the bird, the middle finger, whatever you want to call it, to the Bluff City Mafia for the majority of the second half since the mass confrontation that got Brandon Allen sent off had been uh, making his displeasure with the Memphis supporters known, um, is very clearly walking from the midfield circle all the way to basically home plate. And if you've been and seen the game, you know what I mean. You know where the teams walk in and out. And is very clearly running his mouth at the Bluff City Mafia. And you look, and they are very clearly running their mouths back at him. That's sports. This, there, no line has been crossed. This is trash talk. Everybody, we're in all, we're all, we are all in good shape. Everybody is good here. Instead of doing what any sane normal person would do, Brandon Miller, instead of walking to the left and going through the dugout down the hallway to his locker room, decided to make a detour and start walking towards the Bluff City Mafia. Now you're straight into territory of nothing good's going to come from this is going to be bad. Like you have there's no there's literally no reason for you to go over there. There's no reason for that. Okay? He gets over there. There is very clearly not in the mafia section. So I I couldn't I don't remember if it was one or two sections over from the mafia section, closer to home plate. Uh, it was right where uh, the wall, the front row wall behind home plate meets the dugout. So I think it was one of those special VIP seats, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what those are, where you pay a, a, a large sum of money and they bring you food and beverages throughout the game. A man in a green jersey was very clearly the most animated of the group and yelling at Brandon Miller. And I am convinced that if not for the intervention of Brandon Miller's teammates, he would have jumped up in the stands a la Ron Artest, Mal at the Palace, and fought that guy. So here we've got two wrongs, neither one of which is making a right. Brandon Miller has, instead of just going to the locker rooming and letting everything end, has decided to detour and further antagonize the 901 fans and is about ready to jump into the crowd and fight somebody. You also have this dude in the crowd who, this dude, is this, this, this player, is very clearly walking towards you with the intent to not just give you a handshake and a hello. At that point, discretion is the better part of valor. You shut your mouth, you walk away. Okay? But that's not what happened. So as the Charlotte teammates are restraining Brandon Miller, uh, a beer comes flying out of the crowd. And then another beer. And then two more beers. I believe it was three plastic cups and a can. One of which I do believe hit Brandon Miller squarely in the head. They did come from... Now let me... Everybody just... 
pay attention very clearly. I'm going to do the best I can with this. I believe the Mafia sections are 106 and 108. They came, those beers were launched from 106. However, judging from where they were thrown, I, my understanding is that the Mafia only has the first five or six rows of each of those sections. Those came from well up. I believe it was 106. I couldn't see a sign, but if I'm, I'm mentally trying to map out on the concourse where the signs for the, with the section numbers are and where it came from the back half of one of the Mafia sections. So I do not believe it was the Mafia that threw those. But whoever threw those, you goodbye. Go away forever. Don't come back. Don't talk about us. Don't say things good, bad. Don't No, that's not acceptable. Mark Birch said so after. You had Mark Birch, Tim McQueen, and Memphis Police getting involved. What is going on? Should Brandon Miller have been over there, drawn with the fans? No, he should not have. Does that mean it is okay for fans to throw, let, not just beer, let, any object? Unless someone is over there celebrating a goal and you're throwing ticker tape out there, nothing, nothing, throwing anything else is unacceptable. That is a very that could that could become a very dangerous situation. We all love to rip Mexico fans for doing that at games in the Gold Cup against Trinidad or Guatemala or Canada or whoever. You cannot sit there and rip on other fans for doing that and then do that yourself. That's not acceptable. The Bluff City Mafia has, through Parks Russell, has put out a statement. Regarding these actions, I'm going to read that statement to you now. To the Bluff City Mafia club members and 901 fans, tonight's action of throwing beer at an opposing team member was deplorable and unaligned to the code of conduct and bylaws that the Blue City Mafia enforces. Once this individual is identified, they will be suspended from membership for two seasons and only allowed back into the Bluff City Mafia pending a formal hearing by the board of members at the end of the 2021 season. We do not condone this behavior and apologize formally to the club and Memphis citizens. If you have any information as to who this individual is, please DM us any on any of our platforms. We want to end the season next weekend on a solid foundation that respects both the team and the league we are privileged to be a part of. Please note, we do not know if this person is a formal Bluff City Mafia member, but he or she was in the supporter section and we will take every action to ensure that this does not occur again. Sincerely, the Bluff City Mafia Presidency. It's my belief that that was not a Mafia member, just somebody who happened to be in that section. Based on, granted, I was not down there when all of this went down. I was in the press box. Now, regarding some tweets that have come from the 901 Soccer Pod account on this matter. After post-game availability with Coach McQueen and Mark Birch, we went back up into the press box where... It was passed along to us that this particular individual in a green shirt who I have referenced was directing racial slurs at Brandon Miller. I reported that through the 901 Soccer Podcast account. I clarified, quant I, what's the correct word? Qualified that by stating that that was just information that had been passed along to certain members in the press box and that we would investigate further. We made no, we made, tried to make folks aware that certain information had been passed to us. We 
put that information out there for people, but we qualified it saying we would have to dig further and we would talk to those people who we believed were involved. After talking at the brass door with close to a dozen of the Blood City Mafia members, every single one of them, down to the last person that I spoke to, said that did not happen. So if there are reports of uh, racial slurs being thrown around, um, as, far as, as far as I can tell, those are not accurate. Unless it comes straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak, if, unless the person who allegedly said them comes forward and says, I said them, we're going to have to believe that, that, did not ha that those were not used. Every single person that I talked to said that that was not the case. And not just said, no, I don't think so, but was vehement that it 100% did not happen. Several people reached out on Twitter and said, this also did not happen. I did my best to reply to those people and make them aware that after speaking to a number of people that we now believe that that was not the case. We certainly hope that that was not the case. But as far as I can tell, it does not, that does not seem to have occurred. So clearing that up. Now, one more thing that I do want to touch on. Um, we sent a tweet as it was going on, totally classless display by Brandon Miller. He goes over to antagonize the Bluff City Mafia. Several beers thrown and now Memphis police and Coach McQueen all in the middle of it. Very ugly night getting uglier. I don't, um, there's, there's nothing incorrect in there. That's, I stand by that. That is factually correct. That is, that is what happened. Again. Brandon Miller had no reason to be over there in the stands ready to fight people. Brandon Miller decided to quote tweet that and say, antagonize? Spin it how you want, but you can run the tape back all night. Fans love to chat reckless and then get upset when someone calls them out on it. I got showered with beer, but I'm the classless one. We replied to that. With no one is cool with beer being thrown, as was stated in the original tweet. But nobody throws a beer at you if you just walk down the tunnel. You won the game. Enjoy it. Circling all back around. Trash talk between fans and opposing players is a normal and, I must say, at the professional level, an entertaining and a healthy thing. When, you, when a line is not crossed. As far as I could tell, until Brandon... Miller decided to take a right turn instead of a left turn. No line had been crossed. He'd flipped the bird at the Memphis fans. And I'm sure there was probably somebody in the, in, the, in the stands who flipped the bird right back at him. I don't know that. I'd be willing to bet money on it. That's just how people operate, man. I mean, I've I flipped the bird at people at sporting events before. I can't lie. Did they see me? Probably not, but I was doing it. No line has been crossed until Brandon Allen puts himself in this position. Now, again, allow me to repeat. Throwing objects, beer or what have you, at opposing players, wholly unacceptable. Wholly unacceptable. You will never hear me defending anybody throwing beer at people. Ever. A... Beers that I was on Park are like $9. That does not seem like a smart uh, financial move to pay $9 for something to throw at somebody. B. 
This is just, this is just just a debacle. It really is. But no one is condoning. Nobody. The Bluff City Mafia has put out a statement. I am sure the club is working, trying to get to the bottom of this. Um, the co Coach McQueen and team captain Mark Birch got in the middle of it and said, knock it off. That's not acceptable. But again, none of that happens if Brandon Miller is the bigger man and walks down the hallway. And he can clap back at us and cry to us all he wants, but if you don't put yourself in bad situations, bad things don't happen. I know this sounds like what's uh, one of the new buzzwords that gets thrown around all the victim shaming. Somebody's already leveled, levied that accusation. If you let it roll off your back, if you ignore it, nobody throws beer at you. Nobody throws beer at people for it minding their own business and going back to the locker room. Nobody. So that's what I've got to say about all of that. Just an utter, like, the game sucked. The refereeing is a point of contention. The team lost. The playoff hopes, while still at this point in time, at the, again, at the moment of recording, are mathematically still alive. It's, you need to win out and you need some help. And the two teams that you need to beat are really good teams. And then you have disaster strike after the final whistle. And then to top it all off, the referee crew needed a police escort to leave the field. Unpleasant, stupid, awful, reprehensible, disaster all around. The leadership with the Bluff City Mafia, they are, they, they are very upset. I spoke with Parks after the game. He's not happy. I can't blame him. He is the face of the Bluff City Mafia. And any heat that comes down is going to come down on him, right or wrong. I think that statement is, uh, was very well written. It's, it doesn't pull any punches. It doesn't try to absolve anybody. It says, look, if we catch you, you're done. End of story. And I think that's the right thing to do in this case. They, you cannot control every single person just because they're in your section. Like, I, I've said it a bunch of times already, but I'll say it again because I think it bears repeating. Those projectiles did not come from... They came from the section that the Mafia was in. They did not come from the Mafia section within the section. Those came from halfway up. Those, the Mafia members know better. Trust me. They know better. They don't do dumb, they don't do dumb stuff like that. Initially, I thought they did. And then again, big uh, what Colin Coward calls it, Big J journalism, you go, you talk to people. When 15 different people all tell you the exact same thing, then that's, pro that's probably the reality. Every person said the same thing. And there was, and, and, there, the, and all you conspiracy theorists, there's no, there was no time to conspire.
This is 20 minutes after the game is over. So that's my thoughts on that. Uh, ugly situation to be sure. Uh, we hope that those responsible get uh, whatever punishment they deserve. If the Bluff City Mafia gets their hands on them, um, that statement, I think, makes perfectly clear what's going to happen. And I don't have a problem with any of that. That all seems quite reasonable. So that's going to wrap it up here for us tonight on the 901 Soccer Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Lawrence Dockery. Find me on Twitter at LDoc93. Find the 901 Soccer Podcast on Twitter at 901SoccerPod. And find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 901soccer. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there.